What's up, podcasters? This is episode 29 of the Asthma 40 Show. For today's episode, we're talking to Owen from Gallagher Electric Fences about how to set up an electric fence. We're also going to cover some electric fence myths. Check it out. Do not try this at home. Electric fences can cause physical pain and injury. Tiger Claw is ridiculous. Uh, I just got to touch it or else it's going to look weird. This sucks. This is so scary. Just touch it. Just touch it. One, two, three, touch it. One, two, three, touch it. One, two, three, touch it. Ah, I can't do it. Man. <sighs> I'm so scared. I am so scared right now. This is intimidating. My heart is racing. Episode 29, we got a question in from Derek about how to set up an electric fence. So we are going to meet Owen from Gallagher. Gallagher sells and makes electric fences. So we are going to meet Owen out here and he is going to set up an electric fence for us. We are going to go over basic installation of an electric fence and we are also going to test out a few electric fence myths and I think I'm going to have to touch an electric fence more than once. You got to keep electric fence simple. It is simple. Keep it simple. The three major item uh, concepts on an electric fence. Basically, you have to have well, your energizer, your wire, and grounding. If any one of them don't work, then you uh, you do not have an electric fence. So the energizer is going to be require supplying the power. Yes. Okay. Wire is going to be the medium that we transport the power through. Right. And. I have zero understanding of electricity, so what is the point of the ground? The ground, if you do not have ground to make complete your connection, your circuit, Okay. if you do not complete your circuit, you will not get a shock. Okay, what I got here is I just hooked my termination insulator to the post, then I hooked my wire to the termination insulator to go on down the fence line. And I have my indoor insulator, uh, energizer, which I, it should be kept inside because it's not weatherproof and not like our solar units. So I have that hooked up to the ground with a ground uh, post and a ground nut, and then I have it, uh, the other lead hooked to the fence to energize it. And here's my other termination insulator so that we uh, are insulated from the post if we get weather and everything so we do not have uh, of electrical fault. And also have a gate handle so we can remove it and put it back on. And then we also have a tightener here, and that's what we tighten our wire with. And uh, that is a tightener just for uh, poly. We have one similar for uh, metal strands. And we also have a post right here in between to hold the wire to right height for uh, different lengths, uh, lengths between posts, say up to 30, 40 feet. That way you got a post in the center holding them up. For example, like why couldn't I just create a loop? Um, you know, <clears throat> so you just you've got your wire here. Why couldn't I have just made a metal loop and tied my wire with that? Well, with a wood post, wood isn't partial insulator. 
Okay, works fine, and it would work until it rained. Then okay. when it rained, your electricity would follow the wire to the post and go right down into the ground. Okay. So you would, you would create a short. If this was not a wood post and this was a metal post, I would most definitely need an insulator. Oh yes, <laughs> then because you really then, need even one. Even on its own, yes. it's going to be able to conduct. Yes. Perfect. So just because you go from your source, what did you call that? Energizer? Energizer. So just because you go from the energizer out one side and come back into the energizer on another, that in of itself won't complete the circuit? No. no. Okay. Nope, because so you did not complete. The wire has got to come to an end. You cannot have a complete circle circuit in your wire. Because if your wire does not end, then electricity runs in, on the path of the least resistance. And if you touch it, the least resistance is going to be on the wire. Okay. You be more resistance. Once you make an end, then you touch it, it goes through you to the ground, and that completes the circuit. So when electricity goes through something, so for example, if I have electricity that goes through me, that's when I get a shock? Yes. Okay. Is people need to know that when you're using poly-type wires, there's different types of wire. We have what we call poly, we have what we call turbo. Turbo has 208 ohms per mile resistance, Poly has 10,000 ohms per mile resistance, is good for quarter miles or less. Turbo wire, you can go miles. Okay, sorry to say it. Why can't I just use a piece of metal wire? You can. I could. It's actually um, uh, has fewer ohms per mile resistance than this stuff. Okay. It's actually a better carrier. It depends on what you want for um, what you're using it for. Okay. If you're more of a temporary, like you said, up in a bob, mm -hmm. then you want to use the, this type of wire. You can roll it up and bring it back, roll it up and move camp, things like that. You start using metal wire, you do not roll it up. It is um, it's a permanent installation. And if you're using uh, doing permanent, you can use XL aluminum wire. Very, very good carrier. Very nice for people to work with. It's easier. Okay. and everything but when you start getting into wildlife applications things like that high tensile is better because it is it, well high tensile wire is just a lot stronger gotcha it'll stand up to a lot more abuse so that is where you have a problem with uh your different wires but your xl wire is the best carrier you can get so if you're not worried about what kind of animals you run into you know and they're trained then xl works perfectly Myth number one, the best way to test your fence is to touch it. The only way to test if it's electrified is to touch it. So you're gonna have to touch it. Yeah. There's no other way to feel like feel like there's another way we could I feel like there's another way that we can test to see if our fence is electrified. Yes, we can. The other means are the digital voltmeter, fault finder we just went through. And the third is this little light right here. Okay there. This, um, this light, this but this light. does not use a battery. Uses this. It uses the energizer. Every pulse energizer, this thing flashes, and you get down to around 2200 volts, it quits flashing. You got a fault somewhere, your electricity drops, it does not work. It quits working. 
Okay, and the other way to test it would be to touch it, right? Well, he, I use a tester. You can touch it all you want to. Electric fences are a fire hazard. No sparks, no nothing. Energizers used to be a fire hazard at this time. No, we're in awful good shape. It's that low, uh, that very short duration of that pulse, very low amperage, and is the reason we've changed from what our old ones were that did start fires to what we have now. People have them around haystacks and everything else. We don't worry about it, but it's just the low impedance, the very short duration of the pulse. Electric fences are not safe for humans or animals. The reason it's safe for humans and animals is it has such a short duration of pulse and low impedance, very low amperage. So you get shocked, it's a long enough time between the uh, pulses that you can get away from it. You're not stuck like 110, you're not stuck to the wire. You can get away. And low amperage, that is really what saves you. And we'll test that in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone else gets a laugh. The cost of an electric fence is more than a traditional fence. No, it's probably at the most, I mean, doing a really top of the line fence is going to cost you about two thirds of the cost of a barbed wire fence. If you're going, say, a five wire barbed wire fence, five wire high tensile fence, uh, you're looking at two thirds of the cost. Two thirds of the cost to go electric? Yes. Same amount yes. of wire? Yes. Five strands? Five strands. I can go cheaper than barbed wire. Yes. And the big reason is everybody wants to go post close together. Your post should not be any closer than 30, 40 feet. With an electric. With electric fence. Gotcha. If you're wearing rubber insulated boots, you can touch an electric fence and not get shocked. Oh, it didn't get me. Yes. Rubber boots are like an insulator. This is me not getting shocked. Yes. Rubber boots. This is yes. me getting shocked. Yes. Because now all of a sudden it, it has a way through me. Yes. Through you and then through the ground rod and up to the energizer. And boom. If you made the connection and you get shocked. If you jump in the air and are not grounded and touch an electric fence, you will not get shocked. Ready? <laughs> Safe. One more time. That is true, but going to be hard to test. If you touch an electric fence, will you get shocked? That is a large true. Who's going to get shocked? I feel like I'm going to get shocked. Are you happy about it? Do I look happy about it? You, this is my non-happy face. Are you nervous? Yes, I'm nervous. Did you see me thinking I had to touch a <laughs> ground rod earlier? It took me about a minute. Let go with your left hand. Yeah, just grab it. Now. Just touch it. <laughs> Get a good grip on it. Because once you take your left hand away, it won't keep ah! shocking you. What's going to happen? So thanks for watching the show this week. Uh, that is how to install an electric fence. Big shout out to Owen at Gallagher for putting up with all of my questions and helping us set up an electric fence. Um, if you guys have more questions about electric fences or if you just have uh, more questions that you'd like to see on the show, get them to us comments below or put them on any of our social handles. We'll find that question and look to get it on the show. Uh, if you are in need of electric fence stuff, 
we definitely have it here at North 40 Outfitters. You can get it at our stores and also find it at north40.com. That's it for episode 29 of the Ask North 40 Show. Thanks for watching. Hope you guys enjoyed it. If you're interested in electric fences at all, check out North 40 Outfitters or go to north40.com. we got a bunch of stuff to offer there. If you have any more questions, please comment below or send them to us, and we'll try to get them answered. Have a great day.